I was born on May 10th, 1998. I had never experienced the warmth of my mother upon my birth. I was placed inside an incubator where I lived my first month in solitude. My father, who was not present at my birth, snuck into the hospital to see me in my clear cage. My father, in and out of jail cells and dirty basements, always found a way to visit me. He climbed through bedroom windows with presents in his hand, snuck through hospitals, and drove for miles just to say hello. My father was like a child himself, and sustained me on the few days we had together with macaroni and cheese, cartoons, and his collection of cassettes. He saw me as an equal, as a reflection of himself. He wanted to turn his life around once and for all, until that day. July 19, 2001. My father in the driver's seat, his friend next to him. Two shots to the head and the chest. He died immediately as his friend ran out of the car to call for help. It was 2.50 a.m., and I was asleep, transitioning into the next day, the day my father left. My mother went to work on the day my father died. She could not bear to break her routine. I was only three years old, and I was unaware that my father never snuck through the window that night to see me with a bag of presents in his hand. My grandmother stayed home to watch me and put me to bed at my usual time. She watched over me, praying I did not wake up calling for my father. The house was silent, silent as death. My grandmother remembers hearing something coming up the stairs. It came closer, up the stairs, and stopped at my sleeping body. It became cold around me. I was fast asleep, but my grandmother was frozen in fear until morning. For the next two nights, the same thing occurred. The footsteps up the stairs, the cold air, and my grandmother's dread. My father's funeral was on the third day, and the visit stopped. I went about my childhood and adolescence as normal as it could be. My mother stopped speaking to me. My uncles assumed the role of my new fathers. I did my best to excel in school to distract myself from being unable to remember who my father was, which seemed to hurt more. The only constant in my life was my grandmother. A few days after my 13th birthday, my grandmother told me we were moving to Visalia, California. By the end of the month, she had to leave, and I would then follow a few weeks later. She hugged me with a suitcase in her hand and kissed me goodnight. An hour later, my mother came home, but she was not alone. I felt my body cave in. I was back in that incubator, trapped and crying, until my father paid me a visit. A third set of footsteps was heard in the distance, up the stairs, and stopped in my crying body. The clock showed 2.50 a.m. From that night onward, my father became my guide, 
he manifested himself in different ways. Sometimes a man with his name called the pizzeria I worked at and tipped me an extra five dollars. His favorite songs would come on the radio during long drives. Sometimes I would feel a breeze while in bed, and I hoped it would follow with his footsteps. But he never showed up. Not even in my dreams. Then, when I was 15 years old, my dear friend Bill passed away from a diabetic coma. During the short time I knew him, he assumed the role of mentor and father figure. He would write me letters from his tiny apartment in Los Angeles with the crude childlike handwriting similar to my father's. He told me he loved me in texts and asked me about important tests at school. He was the father that I yearned for. The night of Bill's death, my depressed exhaustion put me to sleep almost immediately, and I clutched onto our last letters strewn across the sheets. I had a dream he visited me, with his mustache parting slightly as he smiled. He disappeared as soon as I extended my hand to meet his. A few months later, Bill appeared in another dream. He looked skinnier, but nevertheless jovial. He asked me how I was doing, and after a short conversation between us two, he disappeared again. In the third and final dream, I had since moved back to my hometown a month prior and was adjusting. Seeing my mother again was very difficult, and as I turned 16, I felt alone. The night before my sweet 16, I went to sleep in tears. Bill greeted me in my state of slumber. He was wearing his tattered kiss shirt, which stood out against the all-white room with the white staircase. I remember him telling me that he had to leave, but he wanted someone to meet me. I heard footsteps coming down the stairs, and he was in front of me, my father. His skin was so clear, as clear as an angel's, and his smile radiated off of Bill's sly smirk. My father nodded to me and they walked up the stairs together. I never dreamt of my dad or Bill since. But I do know one thing. The sound of my father's footsteps. <laughs>